So right now we have Fremont Summer. American Fremont Summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Fremont. Fremont. Yeah, yeah. Fremont. Yeah, so Taste Fremont, Seattle-based company. They have some good beers. I like their Lush. Their Lush is probably my favorite one. Um, but this summer one's not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little summer more of a, not bad. It's got an interesting little punch to it. Yeah, Fred Meyer. Different. I think they only had this one and the IPA. That at least the not the this, Lush IPA. This, uh, oh, maybe it was the Lush IPA. Lush is Lush is good. Oh, the Lush is the IPA. Uh, is it's like a white can or a white? This was a blue box. Oh, they have multiples. Oh. So, okay, okay. Yeah. But they, the, I, I went good. to this Fred Meyer. I didn't go to the Lakeway one. So oh well, yeah. And they have like the they have a different IPA too. They have multiple. So. I like their stuff, yeah. This is pretty solid, though. It's Fremont, American Pale Ale. You brought it over when we were watching yeah. Possession. Possession! Yeah, ah. so we're going to get into it. All right, so this is the back-to-back happy hour. Uh, our kind of opportunity to talk about anything film and TV related that doesn't fit into our main episodes. Uh, due to the, like the narrow scope of those episodes, basically, we don't get to talk about everything we want to. Uh, we try to stay on topic. We surprisingly get pretty specific sometimes. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is our opportunity to talk about anything, you know, film news, TV shows, what we watched, if we're watching new stuff, trailers, personal projects, yeah. I don't know, whatever we end up talking about. It's just a, a time to kind of chill out, I guess drink beer or whatever your drink of choice is. Drink beer, talk cinema. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> exactly. just... Uh, just do, I don't know, whatever. Whatever happens. Um, we're going to keep it fairly short. They'll range from 40 to 60 minutes probably. And it's just a little side side thing. Be real. Be roll. Camera B. B. Yeah. Whatever. We're whatever always real on the B roll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have even more. You're already cut off. <laughs> really? They'll get worse. Cause, we'll be uh, a, yeah. a lot less professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially That's, when it comes to poop jokes and right. more poop jokes. Because you know, people always call us professional on the main the main episode. The main, so. That's our classy side. This is our more laid back. That's uh, where we drink wine. This yeah. is where we drink. Beer. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And then our hard alcohol that is for down the road that's we're the, get that's there. the pitches. I think <laughs> that is yeah. <laughs> depending on the pitches, obviously. The hard alcohol just gets sprinkled in there occasionally. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. So this will just be free, free range, um, and cool to kick it off. Uh, I watched two thousand one in seventy millimeter at Cinerama, which was a cool theater, by the way. Big theater, great theater, awesome. Yeah. My, that's my favorite yeah. theater in Seattle. It's the best. Should I wasn't. I never been. Wasn't I huge on the seats though. I don't know. There's something about the seats that just didn't. They're a little uncomfortable, and the way they kind of. I don't know. Is that the place at the Pacific uh, Pacific Science? No, okay. no. This is on no, that's the corner just the IMAX. of it's oh, on Fourth okay. Avenue in Seattle. Um, oh wow! It's known for having you know they kind of do some specialty films. Sweet. You know, big screen. They can kind of pump out some of the bigger stuff. So right now they're doing a seventy millimeter film festival, showing stuff like The Master, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Baraka, um, The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inherent Vice is on oh, there. Right. I want to see that one really That'd bad. That'd be sweet. Um, Back to the Future. I think E.T. <laughs> uh, there's like a wide variety of stuff they're doing. Um, I caught 2001. Did they do Apocalypse Now? That's on there, too. Oh, yeah, cool. I think, yeah. yeah I mm. think. So I had to I had to make the decision on that one. <laughs> um, 
But uh, actually, it might not, I don't know. I don't remember. I can look up the list, or Jacob, maybe Jacob can pull up the list uh, while we're talking. Yeah, I can pull it up. I, I'm going to go see 2001 next Friday. And then also Lawrence of Arabia. I'm going with my friend from college, and neither of us have seen it. I was going to uh, ask if you had seen it. Dude, dig in. Dude. Like, it's yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. It's like three and a half it's, hours or something. It's Yeah, and there's an intermission, so should be should be good. <laughs> yeah, 2001 had an intermission too, which was nice. Actually, oh. really nice. So, but hour and a half through, uh, where does it? Where did they cut it off at? Because uh, the intermission is actually in all like the Blu-ray stuff too. Um, they cut it off right just at the when, second part, right? Oh, it's right before the second guy goes out to fix the thing. Oh, oh right before, during the Hal sequence. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it's right after the second guy goes out. Um, oh, interesting. And. Uh, so it's a nice. It was a nice intermission. It's like fifteen minutes or something. It was just a nice way to reset. So the clocks. The, the movie pro- was probably like two twenty, I think, um, overall. Hmm. But it was interesting. It was. It was nice to hear the sound. It's really loud. There are parts of that movie that are really, really loud. Um, Dude, I bet. Especially because they, they, they warned great, you. They just like redid that theater like two years ago or something. Oh, all okay. new sound, all new projector. They actually have two projectors, and they they do these specialty uh, showings where they play the two projectors right on top of each other, so it's extra bright. So Ooh. you get double the the brightness. I think the first time they did that, actually, it may have been Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. I actually, I think it was before that that they did it. That's cool. I can't remember what the movie was. Oh, it was The Martian. That was the first movie that they they did it for. Oh shit! No way. Um, so yeah, it'd be a cool. I, I I've been meaning to go to that because it seems like it's like a cool thing to like. I, cool. I don't really think about the brightness of the movie when I'm watching it. Um, but sometimes if a movie is too dark, I'm like, I can't see this thing. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so I got so, a list here. Oh, you got it. Okay, okay. I was just gonna jump in. So it. this is one I w- I really wanted to see, but we just couldn't swing it. Uh, is Baraka? Baraka yeah. was shot on seventy millimeter too. Um, and Braca and Samsara are, are gorgeous, gorgeous movies. Um, but Phantom Thread, E.T., oh, yeah. Howard the Duck, Top Gun, Dunkirk, Days of Thunder, Wonder Woman, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, um, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, uh, Mad Mad, Mad Mad World, Lawrence of Arabia, Tron, Back to the Future Part Two, Ghostbusters, Vertigo, uh, The House with... Oh, no, that's not... That's not one. So goes on there too, which would have been cool to yeah. see, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Howard the Duck is the one that everyone should go see. Of course. Yeah. Um, that, one, that one needed a 70 millimeter yeah. remaster. I mean, of the, yeah. yeah. I like it's between that and um, Baraka, I would say definitely go see Howard the Duck over. Yeah. yeah. Of Just course. because, like, you really need, like, the. If you want to feel the 70 millimeter, like, you can really feel the grain. Yeah, yeah. With the duck sequence where he's on stage dancing with the guitar. Whereas, like Lawrence of Arabia, I mean, just go see it on your Blu-ray. You know, I mean, watch really. it on your phone. Just, like, just yeah, yeah, VHS. yeah. Actually, like, VHS. Don't even bother. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't Lawrence I mean, of Arabia like, have like? Wait, go how ahead. the duck is a film? Lawrence of Arabia yeah. is just a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. a flick. Yeah, it's like a flick. Yeah, it's like I've a, heard it's, it's like, like a chick, chick flick. flick. Yeah. yeah, it's got yeah. a just a hot and they have like lead actor. Yeah, and he's got a British accent. You <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. He thinks exactly. he's all like cool. Yeah, yeah. Meets, it's just meets, like yeah, take it or leave it. Versus Howard the Duck is like 
top 10 Scorsese's recommended films for AFI. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. all 10 of them. Tarantino it, it, references that movie quite it a lot. It made it yeah. to the sight and sound, like, top 20 most inspirational films of all time. Yeah, I think it was all 20, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, but 2001, it was cool because, first of all, the sound was and i mean loud like some of that stuff when the sirens start going off it is like i mean as people are covering their ears mm. um but the original negative had a lot of uh marring to it there were some shots that were completely just like scratched oh, and wow. so all that. of that stuff shows up on the on this one because it's just a literal copy of yeah. it right um, but it's a remaster too which i was expecting it to be more digital looking but mm. it's not wow. it's not it's still grainy it's still filmic um, not as dramatic as I was thinking, though. I was expecting some. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting something way different, I guess. Right. Um, but visually, it was very much 2001. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So cool experience. Yeah. Really worth it to see it in theaters for sure. Right. Uh, Cinerama was a great spot. And to see it, it was it projected on film. Oh yeah. That see that's the. Yeah. I mean, it's seriously that's like the best. Like I, I'm really jealous of jacob never having seen lawrence of arabia before and then seeing it for the first time on film in a theater that's the way to see it i saw it for the first time on dvd where i could pause it go to the bathroom (laughs) or go on my phone or whatever and it's not the same experience where when you're in the theater there's no leaving you you, you're in the world that he's in which that's going to be a really cool experience three Uh, hours and 48 minutes yeah yeah it's Holy it's a long one, shit. Um, but I'm it's... I'm just excited because when when I watch older movies like that, sometimes I have a hard time focusing, you know, on them. Like because you have to almost always you're watching them at home or at your friend's house, and it's pretty easy to just break out your phone and just scroll through whatever bullshit is on your phone. Um, but at the theater, that's like a forbidden practice, especially at the Cinerama, especially. Yeah for these films so i i'm honestly i'm just excited to go see it with a crowd that really wants to see it who's really passionate about it and from people who i've talked to who go to the cinerama showings um like the 70 millimeter or the 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 audio one that just happened like they come out of it and they say like it was like a religious experience you know like people get really excited there's cheering you know it's like the opening day for a star wars movie yeah It's, yeah. it's uh it's just really engaging um, so I'm I'm just excited for that aspect uh, for a film that I haven't seen. Like, I hope you got good awesome. seats for them too, because like there really is a spot where we we sat just under some speakers, but just far enough behind where I don't uh-huh. think we were getting the full oh. full sound experience right. that I kind of yeah, wanted. That makes sense. So you kind of actually do have to sit closer to the screen there, which is not bad there actually. Anyway, well, so um, yeah, it's I'd say like you know probably J row and forward. It's probably your best bet. Probably better, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, regardless, it was still cool. But there was one dude who got on his phone partway through the movie. What the fuck? Yeah. And then he fell asleep. He first he got on his phone. We can and it's so bright that we can see what he's doing. He's like going through Facebook, looking at profiles. Then he falls asleep. So someone went out and got a worker to come in and wake nice. the guy up because he started snoring. It's just like, dude, like, why is he? Uh, why is he spending? This is like the most money you spend on a movie. You know I don't I mean? know. And why does he go to 2001 A Space Odyssey to right? go be on his phone? 
It's like because he saw, he saw it on acid when he was in, <laughs> younger when it first came out, and he wanted to relive that experience. <laughs> and there were like a lot of people there his the first acid. time, dude. Had never Without seen two thousand one before. <laughs> wouldn't be this as good. movie ain't the same. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be as good. <laughs> dude, yeah. I thought there was aliens and shit in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember these crazy like apes, and they're like killing other tribes and shit. Where is that? Oh yeah, where's the Statue of Liberty at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. There were people there who liked uh, first timers too for 2001, which see, uh, what a cool experience God, for them to see it for yeah, the first awesome. time like that. That yeah. is way cool. Yeah. That's uh, any like my, younger my wife, kids. My wife there was is some... with me. So oh, and she hasn't seen it, so I'm excited. Oh god damn Buckle it, that's in, gonna be yeah. fucking awesome. I hope yeah. she likes it. Yeah. She likes it. There were some teens there. Oh sweet. Yeah. It was nine o'clock, so you know, parents don't want to take like right. kids. Yeah. You know, but that's a cool spot. You know, you can drink cider, beer, and it's nice, yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's yeah. kind of in a nice spot where there's lots of little bars around. Like we went to a little bar right before. Oh sweet. Had some food. Get a little buzz on. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So Yeah. Um yeah, speaking of that, so First Man also oh, yeah. is coming out. I know Jacob's excited for this one. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited for like another Damien Chazelle movie. Because, uh, you know, he did the La La Land and uh, Whiplash, and I haven't seen his other movie. Uh, I don't even actually know the name of it, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just... I mean, I like both of his other two movies, and, you know, he's the youngest director to win, a, to win an Oscar. Uh, so... You know, I'm just pumped for this guy's career, and I think it's a little weird that he went biopic uh, for for his next project because normally biopics aren't super good. But maybe he'll, uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll wow the genre. Maybe he'll bring something different to it, which is why I'm excited um, for it. So this is a weird one. Like it's only got 50% on IMDb, but 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 81% on Metacritic. Wow. Yeah, I don't so really. I don't, know. I don't really I don't get, get that. those ratings um, at all. Is the f- is the five? Is that a user rating or a critic rating? I don't. I guess I don't really care. <laughs> but I'm curious. It's why a combination, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because Rotten Tomatoes locks it. Like usually, the first people who rate on Rotten Tomatoes are like, I saw it at fucking whatever film festival with yeah. the press pass. Because right now else. it's at like, it's Toronto. all the pr- it's all the. It's all the press, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it was at, it, I believe it was at uh, Venice, and then it's in Toronto right now. So it's uh, it's it's, it's oh like yeah, see a hot topic yeah. right now. So yeah, so you got either g- people really hate it or the people that really like. <laughs> exactly, it's yeah the people who are like the film snobs who yeah. will walk out of movies and shit. But yeah. so right now we have there's someone from Globe and Mail, Wall Street Journal, Us Weekly, Entertainment Weekly, Time, The Rap. I mean those are the first people to pop up. Mm-hmm. So obviously yeah. you know big big institutions that get paid a lot of money to go review stuff. And those are the you, people. It does make you wonder. Um, whether they're like not that they're being getting paid to review like them better like higher because that's e- obviously illegal <laughs> but uh you know maybe they're just they want to be part of the damon chazelle thing kind of like in the same way that i want it you know what i mean like i'm i'm pumped for it because like this dude seems awesome you know what i mean uh and he he's this different voice that we don't really see from like anymore you, you know what i mean uh yeah 
So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it's cool. kind of refreshing to hear that IMDb has, you know, five out of ten or whatever, because maybe the movie just isn't a super safe thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe some people like hate it, and uh, for me, movies that um, are a little more divisive in that way, I tend to gravitate more towards. Even though I like safe movies, but um, safe movies can just be like really bland and boring, you know. And that's not yeah. what I've gotten from Damien Chazelle's other films. Like they're very interesting, and people don't like them. So, <laughs> what uh, movie did we cover that gave that cinema score gave an F to? Oh, Mother. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, these are the same people that will be like, you know, mother was complete schlock, and then bow down to anything that's even remotely mainstream. So yeah, yeah, I I imagine that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You're what you're saying is the same people who gave who hate mother are like praising first. Probably, man. yeah, okay. yeah. I could. See and that. then it's kind of like one of those things too, where like you know, if if it is, I had a halfway point on IMDb, then that means that. You know, some people it's it's divisive in yeah. some form or another, yeah. right? So, and those are usually good. You know, it's like Neon Demon was divisive, and I feel like IMDb, in my experience, it, it's definitely they're like har- It's harsher on IMDb, like the, the it ratings. is, yeah. yeah. It's harder to get a higher score. Like yeah. I think, like I don't think any movie has breached nine points on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty it's sure. Like, yeah. It's like some of the highest TV shows I think I've seen, like. I think like Breaking Bad might be like a nine something. Oh, but like I guess the movies. other the other ones are like eights, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so crazy. IMDb, I think they have, but they also have a funky list. So uh, Shawshank Redemption is number one highest rated film on IMDb at nine point three. Oh, nine point three. Oh, which yeah, then, is such a weird movie because that was kind of a sleeper movie. You yeah, because it did terrible in the box office, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. And then it was just but, like, I mean, Roger Deakins was the cinematographer of that movie, you know? And Yeah. Because um, he, he, he got an Oscar nom for that. Might, I think he did. Might, might have been one of his first Oscar nominations. It's definitely like the best part, like one of the best parts of the movie. Like outside of the friendship between those, you know, Morgan Freeman and uh, Tim the other guy. What's his <clears> Tim name? Robin. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob's ladder guy. That was Tim Robbins, right? No, that was uh, Robin Williams. That was Jacob the Liar. <laughs> Not Jacob the Liar. Um, so Getting it's Shawshank, drunk. The Godfather, The Dark Knight, Godfather Part 2, Pulp Fiction, Schindler's List, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, 12 Angry Men, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship, Forrest Gump, and then Fight Club is number 11. Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pulp Fiction? It's, See, it has it's a, a 3 out of 10. It's a weird... Dude, IMDb is really weird. And then, so okay, Fight Club's 11, right? Then it goes Goodfellas, the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Seven Samurai, Interstellar, Interstellar, The Silence of the Lambs, Seven, Leon the Professional, and then Saving Private Ryan. Like, what? It's, it's, it's weird because, like, all these newer internet database... Or um, I'm sorry, that's just the name of IMDb. The like the movie conglomerate aggregator. That's what I'm trying to say. The movie review aggregating sites like tend to gravitate towards more recent films. Um, you know, in their in in, in their uh, review process, like you know, like in in the in the top ranked uh, movies. 
And then you have random shit like Twelve Angry Men, which is from like what the fifties. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just like why why those movies, which which is weird because it's like that. I think that's just the culture of the people who use IMDb as as yeah. like raiders, you know, versus like the culture of Letterboxd or the culture of uh, uh, Flickster. You know, those are t- like three completely different styles of cultures. Yeah, Letterboxd seems to be more hardcore. Like people who are yeah in, cinephiles in basically. good and bad ways I'd say yeah <laughs> dude Whiplash is number twenty eight wow so there you go on IMDb highest oh, yeah. rated number twenty eight highest rated film that's sure. crazy out of all those fucking movies that's yeah right yeah exactly well it's just um, weird that the, I mean it's like uh, it's a good movie but yeah the not. Shawshank Redemption it's weird that that one is number one by so much because it's like. It's actually it's not significantly higher than the rest, like by like point two points or something. Godfather's nine point two, so nine point three is Shawshank. Godfather's nine point two, and then Dark Knight is nine point oh. Which I get the Dark Knight, oh, I guess. So I guess the Godfather has jumped up recently because last time I checked, I I did that uh, Shawshank on Robert's podcast and I talked about oh. the IMDb stuff, and it it was higher not too long ago. That's crazy. oh okay. I'm surprised that the Godfather is considered to be better than the godfather part two because the godfather part two it's like empire strikes back almost everybody agrees that that's like the best of the series unless right. you're like sight and sound sight and sound i think the second with... one is better though <laughs> i think i think part three is the best <laughs> return of the godfather sacrilegious to byron right now he's already reeling from forrest gump being on yeah, that I list even, i can't even finish the name of it <laughs> like honestly like yeah. Wow. It happens. I mean, there's so many better movies than like most of those. That's crazy. That's what's yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I don't use IMDb for yeah. for rating or reviews at all. Usually, but um, but even like Metacritic has different like top, and it, it 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 just goes to show that the review aggregation process is gravitates towards safer films. You know, totally. And everyone's known that for ages, but like there's. There's your list. You know, you know, Shawshank. Yeah. yeah the movie yeah. that literally no one can hate. Or Forrest Gump, a movie that literally no one is allowed to dislike unless you're Byron. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Byron, I, even you're not allowed to hate it. I don't know why you do. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Pulp Fiction was listed higher. It's okay. Um, but I like, I generally like Letterboxd for my reviews, but even Letterboxd definitely has its problems. Like with the it has a culture. Yeah. It is, and I've, cause I've like, cause what I try to do is I try to find people that I like yeah. generally how they review or what they review. If they've seen a lot of the same movies and I'll go from like really agreeing with one yeah. to, and then going to a movie that I really like and then just being like, this is the worst movie I've ever yeah. seen. And it's like, what? Yeah is what is going through your mind like i almost i think most of the people i follow besides like you guys i think are like i've picked them because they don't like the same movies i like okay, you know what i mean because like yeah that makes sense because it's like you want to broaden your horizons. yeah that or they just watch movies that i don't really watch so see, if, to I, me, if that's i'm kind curious of about it then they're like it's so good and i'm like oh, okay well maybe they're going to give me a reason why i should watch it and then sometimes it's like oh shit actually that wasn't that bad see that's why the only review that matters is my review (laughs) yeah exactly exactly you know what i what i like is i like seeing 
just the number on Rotten Tomatoes on Metacritic. I just like seeing it, you know, and if it's at a high enough point, which is like anything above like 40%, then I'm like, okay, I'll go see this. But then there's this period where if it's like 90 plus, where I start getting like a little iffy, like, is this just gonna be a boring, totally like, the same. safe movie? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But totally that, the there's same. that sweet spot between 40 and 90 where it's like, this might challenge me and might be really interesting. Uh, just just go to the ones that are in their 30s, like the 30s, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah I only watch 30s, yeah. between 30s and 40s. Yeah. Uh, if there's a lot of splats, splatters or whatever the yeah. hell it's called, then I'm like, yeah, it's probably a pretty good movie then. Yeah. Because, like, dude, there's that something about... That was where Mother was. Mother was exactly. in the mid-30s. Yeah. But see, like, there's something about these, like, weird, like, Academy reviewers that I'm just like, get over yourself. Like, you try to sound smart, and you don't sound smart, and you sound like a jackass, and you, like, you have terrible taste in movies, and you basically <laughs> just get pampered to review... Like, no, really, like, you're like, oh, it's illegal to pay them, sure, but... They could be put yeah. up in a really nice hotel with it's, all the amenities. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not illegal to fly them out to Venice. Exactly. Pay, pay for a five, six star hotel if there even is such a thing, and you know, g- get them to see the movie with Damien Chazelle. That's not illegal to do. Get them a know. bunch of hookers. You know, get them laid and happy. And that might be go. illegal. I, it depends <laughs> on the country. <laughs> escorts. They're called escorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of nerdy film people that would jump, do would almost probably kill someone for that opportunity. Well, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why these people walk around like they're hot shit, yeah. even though they're just a movie reviewer. Just, uh, and like we yeah. do that, okay? You know, we we we're, we do movie reviews. We also don't like think we're fucking our shits I, fucking I, I is the greatest do. smell ever well yeah but that's just... well i guess yeah if there's any of us that do it it's definitely jake that's yeah, why we filter two out, out of your three bullshit. of us don't think we're hot shit so that average is out true. to none of us her <laughs> 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 math is hard <laughs> dude that speaking of the math major it's almost one uh, yeah i don't think but you I got failed. close yeah that's how you went to English. Yeah. <laughs> Byron too. Yeah, I fucking hate math. Math is yeah. a fucking uh, bane of my existence. It's like English and psych were the Oh, I don't know what else psych. to do, so I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> English well, for, and psych. I think Fairhaven was I've, the I don't know what to do. I've, I've, I, feel, I feel it was else. like psych, communications, uh Fairhaven and sociology. And and general ed. And then English. Gen- general yeah, studies like business too business oh, okay. business was this weird catch-all yeah. people there's a like, lot of people that i don't know what to do so i'm just yeah. going into business and then yeah. they end up like doing something in business which is weird cut code. dude but uh <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. speaking of venice isn't beach bum at venice right now is that where it's at it was going to but it, it didn't it didn't make it didn't make it. oh in yeah. time he just didn't, didn't hit the deadline. yeah i don't think it, it yeah so it but it's it'll be out next year so um, beach bum trailer dropped Finally, yeah, that's the new uh, Refn. Um, no, okay. harmony, harmony, winding Refn, <laughs> Corinne, wood in harmony. Yeah. Did you see the trailer, Jacob? Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm it's weird. Tonally, it was weird, yeah. which makes me think that it's gonna be way more intense than because the trailer tried to be really happy go lucky, and, and and that's what they kind of did with Spring Breakers, the trailer. That's true because it was very like, like it. 
they kind of advertise it almost like a spring MTV break spring movie. Break. MTV, Even the yeah. cover of the yeah. posters looked like a shitty MTV spring break TV show. Yeah, and then you're watching it, and it's not like that at all. Right. Yeah. Like it was, it was it, Disney stars turn turn Disney stars gone wild. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. No, it's it definitely that. like uh, it really wasn't that feels feels like it's being marketed to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's like it feels like they're trying to gather an audience, and then those people will get in the movie and be like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Yeah, is this which thing? is fucking yeah. awesome. Like Zac Efron, all the people that love Zac Efron are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" All the people that like Matthew McConaughey are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" And then all the people that are like Snoop Dogg that are just like stoners are like, "Yeah, dude, dude, the stoners cool. are gonna love this movie, dude." Yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna. Love I don't know, it. dude. He's got weird spurts of violence and like you were saying with the rating thing the way the ratings are described is like there's gonna be some gnarly shit yeah it's like rated r for like a whole bunch of shit like a lot like bloody violence yeah it's like bloody violence um graphic nudity or something like that or and sexuality with menace and that's combined with the sexuality part and then it was like like drug use language or something. And then it says at the end, all involving teens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not That's even awesome. his worst thing because he wrote kids. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Like, so it's not even... It's not new Harmony Corinne territory, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna. but I, I have a feeling it's going to be great. Here, gonna I'm going to see... Yeah, oh, they have a red band. Too, like Isla Fesher and everything. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah. She's awesome. She's fearless. I, I mean, she just does everything. Yeah, I'm excited. She even does like great comedies too. You know, mm-hmm. like she like she she does it all. Like she was in Hot Rod. She's in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, and, yeah, she's dope. And then, and then she's in like Nocturnal Animals. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, Amy Adams like lookalike book version <laughs> book yeah. Amy Adams, which was like oh, amazing because I always confuse those two. You know, they look nothing alike, but <laughs> they look so. Oh my god, they're so similar. Looking. <laughs> no, they what don't. They about? both have I red really, hair. They so. really, other than the red hair, they don't look alike. At least their sizes are pretty similar. Like they're like they're both kind of around the same height. Their their body shapes are pretty similar, not exactly the same, but pretty similar. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are are dead wrong. So this is what the rating says, though. It says disturbing, bloody violence, strong sexual material, including menace, whatever the fuck that means, pervasive language, and drug, and drug and alcohol use, all involving teens. Yeah. And then immediately yeah, the first cool. trailer that comes out is a red band trailer. So yeah, but that's, that's why I think it's watch. interesting because the tone is very happy. It's it's happy but still kind of depressing, but yeah. it's not intense. I feel like so. the, the full trailer when that drops will probably get to see more of the darker side of the of the film. Probably, yeah. You get a little bit of it in this one because like he's like in a super expensive car and he's got like a gun and there's like police. Right. So you know that that's not his car because he's a beach bum. Um, so you know some shit goes down, but you don't know exactly what. I also like '90s weird '90s video game Zac Efron yeah. with his haircut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the costumes look insane, but like in, in the best way. Snoop Dogg is making his appearance too as an actor. Like he yeah. came in on Trailer Park Boys, and he was a pretty big part of that show for a while. So he's kind of like. He, he, he's his got a couple of his now. own like TV shows. That show too. is known for their acting, I think. Dude, that acting <laughs> is actually pretty impressive compared to what they are in real life. Like, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, and that's the whole. That's what's really interesting is like they seem like they're really shitty actors, 
but that's right. like the point. It, yeah. Because they're that's so funny. good at acting like white trash. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's like, a good show, um, That's like uh, kind of like Gremlins 2 or whatever. Or is it Gremlins 2? I have no idea. I've, I've never seen I've never seen Gremlins. Gremlins. Well, I think there's no... I think it's like a trash movie. There's no Gremlins 1. There's just... Gremlins oh, they 2. just want to... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and it's just like Shit. a garbage acting, but it's like intentionally... You know what I mean? Almost like Killer Clowns, but even more. Dude, that'd be kind of genius. You release a, a, a movie that's yeah. number two and start this rumor that there was like this crazy number one, yeah. but no one can find it. And then you just make a terrible movie and call it number one, and then people eat that shit up because they're like, but this is like underground fucking, you know. This is actually yeah. made after. Yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly. so funny. Call it a, a lost film. and then Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly, and it could be as bad as you want, and people will just eat that shit up. Yeah. So you could make it for like five dollars, and then sell it for like it five million. It was made million. in nineteen ninety eight, but it's like, it, but it's like, it's like shot on like four K video, just downgraded. Yeah, three D. Yeah, three D camera. Fucking hilarious, dude. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, Harmony Korean is gonna be sick. I can't wait. Yeah, he's a he's an actor or whatever. He is. He is an actor. He's in a whole bunch of other people's stuff. He's in. Uh, what is uh, he in? He's in Park Chan Wook's uh, Stoker. He's in oh. um, the movie Manglehorn uh, with Al Pacino. He's in Kids. Fuck, he has a cameo in Gummo. He's one of the guys in Trash Humpers. Uh, oh, yeah, because they're wearing masks. He uh, He's acted in quite a few stuff. Yeah, and there's, he's acted wow. more stuff than that, too. But yeah. That's cool. I did not know. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> That's why we're gonna do a Harmony Corinne episode. I know. I'm su- I'm super excited because I I like Spring Breakers and but I'm I I, I want to dive into his weirder shit that you guys love so much. So I'm I'm really I'm really pumped for that, which is coming up pretty soon. I <laughs> he think. was in Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in Goodwill <laughs> Hunting. Yeah. Who is he in Goodwill Hunting? I'm not uh, gonna remember. Jerv. Jerv. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. It's been a long time. Since you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting? That's weird. Yeah, Get I just on it. don't. I don't really care. Film bro. It's never. It's never been high on my list of movies that are like, yeah, dude, that movie's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's a great I movie. Don't give a shit. Totally worth. A, totally it's worth referenced watching. a lot. It's referenced a lot. So there, I guess there's that. I watched it because it was done by Gus Van Sant. That's why I watched it. Fair enough. But it was like not really like Gus Van Sant. It's pretty pretty studio-y. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. But Dude, it so gave wh- ben, and, ben and Matt their big break. Their big Oscar. Casey's in there, too. As young children. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went on to be a retarded doll. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dropping a hard R. <laughs> That's... Uh, not, tying it back firstly, around to Team that's America. That's not what a hard R means, but... <laughs> It is nowadays. Uh, yeah, I guess nowadays it is. Yeah. If no, if anyone is offended by that, then you haven't seen Team America. Jake Jacobs number five favorite movie my, of all time. It was time. my fiver. Yeah, it's great, great movie. The joke is that they had a Matt Damon character doll, and when they received the doll, it was not what they were expecting, and they kind of thought it was like this, like lack of a better term retarded looking Matt Damon as as Trey and Matt's Trey Parker and Matt Stone would put it I don't know I don't know how to describe it it was just a, it was it looked 
yeah. incorrect from what they wanted. So the whole are you movie. In, uh, retarded people are incorrect. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm saying I have a hard no. time forming words. Correctly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then the whole time, the whole movie, he just goes, Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh, God. it's pretty bad. And apparently... Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, when you watch the movie, it's hilarious. But then when you, like, tell your friend about the joke... It doesn't, like, that's what I'm saying. Sitting here trying to describe so, like, it... insensitive. I feel terrible now. <laughs> that's literally what, it, what it, the story behind the But that's also, though. like, the genius about those guys. Yeah, it's like yeah. most of their humor is like that. It's like it's funny you're, while you're watching it, you're laughing your ass off, and then you're trying to describe it to your grandma, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I sound like such an asshole." It sounds terrible. <laughs> it really does. Just trying does. to it... trying to stumble through that really hurt. Yeah, but, but for some reason, when they do it, it's like fine. You know what I mean? Like there's something of like it's still like kind of crass and stuff, but it's like I'm like less offended for some reason. It's like weirdly you know I mean? endearing the way they yeah, it's like do it. Yeah, but a part of it is because it's it's either like anime, it's like some sort of animation that they normally do that. Yeah, it's in, the pup- right? maybe because it's so, puppets. Because it's like puppets, or if when they do South Park, it's yeah. like you know it's the animation. Yeah. So it's like South Park just looks bad, so they yeah. like get away with it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, something they they really they hit some weird. First of all, animation it's easier to get away with stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's something about the fact that they're just. They they started their career off with like, look, this looks stupid, and we know it's stupid. Yeah. So let's just be as stupid as we can. And like Sausage Party. People ate it up. Oh god, Sausage Party, dude! What a classic. Even like <laughs> that uh, was pretty good, actually, though. Yeah, I like Sausage Party, especially that end where they're all like banging. That was crazy. <laughs> it was like, stupid. What? <laughs> like, I was I was laughing so hard when I saw that with my buddy at, at the theater. I was not expecting that at all. Like I was almost Me crying. I was, yeah, and it, it was makes so no cool. sense as part of the movie. It yeah, just happens. It just was like <laughs> this crazy food orgy. It was like what the uh, fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah, it was Christ. pretty uh pretty graphic, you know. Yeah. But it kept like going on. I was just like, "Holy!" It goes shit. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Stupid I didn't. I've never seen a hot dog last that long before. <laughs> I, that's your own personal experience, then. <laughs> oh my god! This is why we do this show. Yeah, <laughs> this little side project here. This is the beer uh, show. I was really beer trying show. to hold it together for that, but. <laughs> All right, dude. I want to talk about possession, Sweet. but I it. know Jacob also wants to talk about eighth grade and Ozark. I want to. I want to see possession. You should see possession. I haven't seen it, but I watched the trailer. It looks cool. The trailer. I don't think the trailer. I've never seen the trailer, but I doubt it does it justice. It doesn't do it justice. Well, no. of course not. But it looks like one of those kind of really artsy horror movies. You know what I mean? But like the trailer isn't very good. But it, it is artsy. Yeah. Yeah. It looks artsy. Sam Neill is interesting. Interesting casting choice. But also, I was thinking too after watching it, I was like, if I saw this movie and I was a producer, I would cast Sam Neill in whatever because yeah. he rocks it. Yeah. Like. He, yeah. Did this come out before Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. yeah. 81. Okay. 81. Was yeah. he hot shit at this point, or was this a movie that kind of like brought him further into the spotlight? I think it got him further into the yeah. spotlight. I think he was known in Australia or in New Zealand or whatever, but not really. I don't think he was as, like super well-known you know, at mm. this point. Um but he yeah. is pretty crazy as 
as the dude. I don't even remember what the fuck his name is in it. Yeah. He is... He goes the distance. They both do. She's crazy. Is it Johnny? I mean, it's yeah. probably one of my favorite performances of like of all time. Um, let alone like, or like favorite female performances. Let alone just performances because it's it's so nuts. Yeah, it's, it's like I don't even know how to describe it. You just have to see the movie. Yeah, I was telling Byron like. You know, when we talked about like the the top ten episodes, and I talked about kind of like Mulholland Drive, like there's there's those movies that like you watch, and it just like f- fucking rocks your world. Like everything sure. you had this whole perception, and then that gets thrown out, and it just just takes over. This was Possession. Dude. Possession. Honestly, it's been a long time since I've watched a movie and have it hit me that hard. Hmm. Like. Everything about it—the technique, the framing, the story, the horror, her performance—that scene in the subway is like one of the best scenes ever. I mean, that is just pure, like, her, the fact that she gave herself that far into that role to and do she's that like scene. Barefoot, and she's like yeah. stepping in glass, and it's just like yeah, she's she like rolling around in like broken glass. Goes for it, and then it ends hmm. just the way it's. It was very profound for me, you know, because it taps into a style of shooting that I that really resonates with what I want to do. I mean, it does have the it's it's obvious like cliche things, but there's like, I mean, it's just so weird. It's just so it's fucking manic. It's like just crazy. There's it's, no that you don't know how long time has passed. There's yeah. just weird jumps in time. There's no it's, no holds barred. Like it's just. One, on. Yeah, once it starts to shit hits the fan, yeah. you're kind of like, because it really does go the distance. Yeah. Like, hmm. well, what's crazy is that the men, it's crazy that the momentum gets so crazy. It starts off really. It starts off zero fast to sixty and crazy. Yeah. Like, because like there's a shot of people at a table talking, and the camera goes around the fucking room. Like, oh, is that one in the cafe? Not the cafe, right? No, it's not the cafe. It's before the cafe where Sam Neill is talking to like oh yeah his yeah, bosses yeah yeah or whatever. that shot makes no sense. It's but the it's most like, cool. insane weirdest shot ever. It doesn't make any sense. And his plot that but, plot doesn't go anywhere either. Yeah, and it just but it just goes. Hmm. He just goes for it, and it's like you wouldn't have that shot like like you would never like, have that shot, especially nowadays. at the beginning of the a film. But he somehow manages to keep that momentum, even and it keeps going. The shot is literally just like it goes in a big circle around this big. Okay, he's he's sitting in a chair in front of this panel of like three men. One of them has an eye patch, which is never explained, and the camera just goes around in a big circle around this gigantic room as they're talking, and it doesn't. There's hmm. no rhyme or reason to it. It just does, and just goes. And so I don't know how like they got a, that it's shot. A really, it's a really bold choice, basically. Is, is, it's is, super yeah. bold. Everything yeah. about the movie is And then, bold. like, a lot, of the, a lot of the dialogue is done with, like, the camera will rotate around in a half circle around people. Oh. Um, so it'll so go it'll back like and forth. So it'll, do a half circle, then it'll go back. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like, oh, and okay. it'll do it, like, six times while they're talking because there's, like, really huh. long, long dialogue scenes. And, like, is the it framing... Long takes? There's, there's a decent there's, amount of long takes. Long takes, yeah, for longer sure. takes. Yeah, some really good. There's a takes. there's a cool cool shot that really struck me where he's on the phone and the shot pulls back. He's talking to the his wife's friend because he's trying to find her. Yeah, and the camera just like 
tracks back, tracks back, because their, their apartment is very odd. It's European. And it tracks back along this kind of long living room, then stops. And that's when he gets off. He's done with that call. And then his wife calls him because she's like out with fucking this dude or something. She's like, he finds out that she's just like been cheating this whole time. And like the camera just, just tracks right back into him. And then it ends with him. Like he plops down in the rocking chair, which is like, you know, kind of got its own little horror motif thing. And it just, it's a weird shot, but it works so well for that. Hmm. It's It's just, and then the angel, the fucking angel buildings. Ah, the angel. Dude, there was a shot where I looked at it and I looked over at Byron and I was like, really? This angel wings? Like, it's this low shot of him shooting up and the top of the building, because of the way their apartment complex is, forms this wings coming off of his back. And he looks oh, really like looming. like a force perspective style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's like looming over the camera or whatever, yeah. which becomes like an obvious metaphor for like possession and sure. demon activity and stuff like that. So like... Um, it, it it it's we're not giving anything away. You can't. I mean, um, you could. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for because there is aspects of it that yeah, would yeah, give yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I could tell you it's about demons, and you still would never. No, because it's not what really you think. Wow. Spoilers. Just know that she goes the distance. Like she goes the distance. Yeah. It uh. It's like Hercules. Because there's that one scene that like made it so she would never do like horror movies or whatever again, right? I mean, I think basically, yeah. Just I mean, just the well, whole, the whole the role, whole but there's one that one scene in particular at the end when she's. I th- I think so. Yeah. 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 It's it's uh, but it's just it it one of those ones is just like it, like the Neon Demon. When I watched it, I was just like, dude, I can't stop thinking about yeah. this movie. I can't, and it. Everything about the way I want to make movies has changed now. I honestly don't know why it wasn't in my top ten. It's like, to me, honestly, it's like neck and neck with Suspiria. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Because it's one of those movies that's like, it's such its own thing that it's hard to even group it with other things, you know? Like, and I was already tying so many films already. It's really, (laughs) it is really... I know we joke about go watch this movie right now, but it actually is one of those movies that's like go watch it like right now. Like right. stop what you're doing, take two hours or whatever you need and watch and it. It's so far not it's not it's not far out. It's just so unique that it's not dated. You know what mm, I mean? It's not even though it's like nineteen it was made in nineteen eighty one and and stuff, but it, it it's it's just it's it's it I don't know how to describe it, it's its own thing, you know? Own and vision. It, it really does go from zero to sixty, and you're like, okay, we're they're already screaming at each other. So where the hell can this go yeah. beyond that? And you're like, oh, that's where it goes. But what's right. crazy about it is his other films are crazier, almost. I bet. Like that's what's the most insane thing about it because it's the most like normal one of his films that I've seen. But probably one of the best like ones to really talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it might be my favorite. I still. I haven't seen one called Sismanka, I think it's called. I, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one looks really good. One of his newer ones. Yeah, definitely, Jacob, you should. I mean, really, yeah, in the next, like, four weeks or something, like, really try make an effort to watch it because I think, I think it'll really give you a new perspective on, like, how you can... Like, I... I, I 
I guarantee you, you haven't seen a film like it. Oh, in, right. the, yeah. in the way it's yeah. shot. So, so Fair enough. Like, in the way it's shot, the way it's edited, the way it's blocked, even, like, just the content. Like, the themes. The blocking. Sure. That's the kicker. Yeah. The blocking is it's what this, works. This, the, that's so weird. And, we, and it's so funny because blocking, we've been talking about blocking in our other episodes um, about what with Juan Car Y. And yeah. he, this guy does a very similar thing. Dude, no. So Wong Kar Wai literally watched this movie and was like, <laughs> this is how I'm going like, to block movie. Like, it's really, yeah, they're very similar. He was certainly influenced by yeah. this movie. But I what's no funny is, like, it. there's, it's still so different from anything Wong Kar Wai has done and Wong Kar Wai has done. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's still, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. I, I was but watching you can see it, the influences. And I was like, oh, that movie was influenced by it. That movie was influenced by it. That movie was influenced yeah. by it. That movie, like, you could just go down the list and name a movie and it's probably been influenced by this but one. what's what's so insane about it is you know how when you watch a movie and you're like 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 the exorcist for example it's such a classic that when you watch it nothing surprising to you because everyone's copied it kind of yeah but this movie doesn't do right that. right this movie is still because like its own it's still even though it's been copied so much it's still so crazily unique that you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like, I'm huh. expecting the new Suspiria movie to have major influences from yeah. Possession. Neon Demon, for sure, yeah. had major influences from Possession. Um, and then there was multiple. Suspiria and... He was uh, heavily influenced by Argento, I could tell. But I think they kind of go back and forth with each other, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, there's, there's a lot of similarities definitely there. Definitely around the same time. You yeah. Know, 70s and 80s. Yeah. Anyway. I'll have to give it a shot. It's it's insane, absolutely insane. Um, so round us out. Tell us about. Don't give me too much about Ozark because I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I haven't. I've watched most of the season and kind of know what's going on, or most of the first season. Um, it's seen, a pretty good yeah, show. I've seen the first season. I haven't pretty seen the show. new one yet. But. I all I've seen is the first season. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, oh. I guess uh, I I just started watching it just on a whim, and then I found out that second season was is out now so lucky lucky for me um yeah i guess i just wanted to talk about i i just i thought that it had a really interesting look to it Um, yeah very interesting look it's very digital looking you know what i mean they're really embracing the digital and it uh is very blue and green you know because it's set in the ozark so it's very green but also has like this blue tint this like all the all the all the mid tones are like blue um which is cool um do you know how they got that it's actually extremely simple how they did that yeah i was just gonna bring this up go for yeah it. so like what well, it, it seems like it's just a filter over the no it's just white balance yeah he just balances oh, it just for balance, yeah. it's like a 4100 k balance so it balanced for like fluorescent and that's oh, why sure. all the blues are so blue which is obviously gutsy, they though. pop it a little bit in post but that's gutsy because that's like, gutsy you're and stuck. a lot uh it's almost it's entirely yeah almost 100% natural you know. lighting. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it creates this very odd because it's it's just off white balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so it makes everything that same heat that same the frame is the same blue. Yeah. And then you can kind of tw- obviously there's different colors, right? Like green like you said right. and like oranges, but it makes those colors yeah. more so because it's not balanced correctly. Like the blacks unquote. are a little blue, you know? The yeah. blacks are blue. Yeah. The whites are blue. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Whole, the whole gamut. Um, Which is so... 
like honestly so gutsy very gutsy you know very, like because like what if your foot it like i don't know you know what i mean like it's you can't go like back you have to decide the look and go for it because yeah. it, like if that is what you want the look of your show to be then do it you know what i mean because you yeah. want it to be as close as possible because you don't really color correction you like don't want to do you want to do the least amount possible you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah um and the shooting it fat thing or uh flat thing that everyone does where they shoot it like really gray you know what i mean yeah um it allows you to like stretch out the colors and stuff but you're not going to get that it's not going to be as good as just shooting it though you know you know what i mean yeah you uh, want as much as you can in camera right yeah it saves you a lot of trouble it saves you a lot of trouble but also just like the colors are better yeah too yeah um, and it's it's funny because it's technically incorrect like technically you want to balance yeah. <clears throat> for what yeah. you're doing right like that's yeah. what everyone does because then like you said you get the flattest image you get all the correct colors because you've just you decided you know because uh 5600k light is gonna make a different shade of color than you know 3500 or whatever and all the spectrum between of all the different lights so like you know you're you're cinematographers pick things to <clears throat> make a color palette specific whereas this was like no we're just we know we're shooting for this uh, mm-hmm. uh color balance everything else doesn't really does i mean there is a palette to it because like the way people wear and where they shoot and stuff but it, it, it almost makes it a monochromatic palette yeah in a way yeah because it is all so blue across the <laughs> yeah, whole spectrum for sure yeah it's really weird it's a cool show. I'm, I'm I'm impressed by Jason Bateman too, because it's kind of his show, and he stars in it, and yeah. it's not a comedy. Yeah, he he's the showrunner, uh, and he's also a director of some of the episodes. Um, yeah, but it's it's kind of cool. Like I like that there's not a lot happening plot wise. I mean, it, it's a lot of suspense and thrills, but not not a lot changes except for the characters. But their circumstances. Are pretty consistent throughout the entire thing for everybody um, yeah which is interesting but it still like is engaging in like uh in, in seeing how like the the friends become enemies and enemies become friends and there's a lot of crazy know. like character relationships too like the fbi agent <clears throat> who's like gay and he ends up falling for one of the sort of quote bad guys who's trying to steal the money um, who is like secretly gay and he's like a southern hick or whatever. Yeah. And then you get this like savant kind of genius chick who's also that or the the sister of that guy. Yeah, yeah. So like, and she's like you know kind of a hick, and she gets like, and then like it's just the the fucking characters and the way they kind of interact is very very strange. Yeah. It's and very, I, it's very surprising. Surprising, like, not strange. Surprising, yeah. Yeah, like you have <clears throat> what you think are archetypes, like archetypal characters, and then they end up being the opposite of that. Exactly. Uh, but then, like all of their um, relationships become very surprising, like how their, like the power dynamic between all yeah. of them, and how it changes uh, becomes really surprising when, when by the time you finish the the show, mm-hmm. um, in a really satisfying way. Totally. Um, so I, I guess that's really that, and the the digital look of it is all I really wanted to mention on this. On this I show. like that, man. I like when they embrace embrace the digital. 
Yeah. Honestly. And Bateman has kind of proven himself. At, I mean, he's already, like, great in everything that he's in, you know? Um, I don't think I've seen a movie where I'm like, Bateman isn't very good. You know, I've seen, like, a movie that isn't very good where Bateman is great in it, but I don't think I've ever seen one where I'm like, eh, he's okay. Yeah, he's like, right, right. Yeah, like, specifically you know I mean? where he's like, oh, shit, man, he did a really bad job in this movie, or that wasn't the performance I normally see from him. Y- yeah. Yeah. But it is, like, a pretty consistent performance at the same time. Like, he... Right. He, he, uh, it's, it's not like he really transforms at all. Yeah. It's right. definitely him in, in, in every role. The same. Yeah, he always has, like, the same haircut and... Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same smiles, the yeah. same... Yeah. It, he's very, like, cele- like, the rock, kind of. Like, it's right. like ce- celebrity-style uh, acting. Yeah. But it is yeah. interesting how, like... I mean, he it, to be a showrunner, yeah. a director, an actor is insane. To be yeah. a director and actor is already insane. But then yeah. to be trying, basically leading the whole show yeah. in its well, entire the direction is the, like, is the director. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No, because Vincent or Vince Gilligan. I mean, yeah, he directed some episodes, but he didn't direct all of Breaking Bad. He's like right. he's but the he's like the in, director in TV, of the directors. The director doesn't have as much power as the showrunner. So like right. showrunner is God. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Whereas in film, the director, you know, in a lot of ways, the showrunner I think is like a weird mix of like the executive producer and director. Where yeah. like because he's got the vision, or they and he's the got the power to make decisions. Where sometimes in film you're beholden to your producers. Yeah. Depending on the film, like you know what I mean, like. Sure. A big budget fucking movie like yeah. Marvel is going to be yeah some of those directors might have some leeway like James Gunn but right he's still pretty Ke- beholden Kevin Feige's to... in there like exactly doing yeah exactly I, he's I, I think the you could, you could say the same is true for television too like depending on the show like some shows are like more like dead like they're more about what the showrunner's vision is but other shows are not you, right you know what I mean right like i could see that both ways yeah. speaking of tv shows uh the trailer to true detective season three dropped yeah and ironically it takes place in the ozarks right it does yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah and it's definitely not a similar look to what ozark which is did. refreshing yeah i mean true um, detective's got its own thing going it does on, it looks nice. it looks completely different you know yeah different color scheme different you know whole different thing um we're following an african-american character and it's mahershala ali yeah man um, that's right that's right who's the other killing it, dude. character and i uh, you know steven dorf is in it he's um, kind of the main i think what they did is they kind of went with the one like a single detective one. type of thing wow. yeah well so, yeah but, but yeah but it like this first season it takes place in um three different like decades I believe. okay cool yeah cool so you see him older and younger and like middle age or whatever. Yeah. I never watched the second season. I heard it's, it wasn't as good. I I myself really really liked it. It's so different from the first season that I sure. honestly can't compare it. There are things about that second season that I like better than the first season. Right. Um, I got about six episodes but, in, so we hmm. we just needed to watch like two more it, episodes and never finished it. It's one of those ones that the first time i saw it i was kind of like oh man it's not as good as the second season or the first season then i watched it again and i was like shit this actually because of the it yeah it's just one that i just i I, i've watched it i have seriously watched those two tv shows more than any other tv show i've ever watched because i I re-watch them all the time yeah the first one is like 
Interesting. They're both almost, they're like equal to me now. Hmm. It's, it, it, I go back and forth. Yeah, the second one, the thing about it is that it, it just, because it has more characters, mm. it and it, in the same amount of episodes, it takes longer for it to get momentum. Exactly. Does it have, the, the pacing isn't, it's not as edge of your seat as the first and i think we season. tried to watch it weekly yeah which that no, show you can't not, watch no. weekly it's because like it takes four yeah. episodes to get it. it takes half the series to yeah. really even pick up because there's there, that once once it gets past that was that sequence where she's like in the fucking like weird or yeah i was gonna ask if you had gotten to that point yeah she okay. like that is like a once it gets past that i think yeah. it kind of picks up more because that's yeah. one sequence that's like damn dude i'm scared for you right now yeah like, they, actually there's some sequences in that in the second season that are are that are better than a lot of the sequences that are in the first yeah you know yeah but it, it goes i mean that steady cam shot in the first season is still probably one of the best episodes anything of like i've seen oh yeah the ambition of that shot was yeah absolutely insane so for sure i am really i cannot wait for true detective season three and we were talking about directors and showrunners and the director of the first episode of this new season is jeremy solinier and he directed the green room with patrick stewart and he also directed the uh uh, blue ruin yeah um yeah yeah really good those are good movies yeah blue Um, room super good but they got a true detective uh the 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 co-creator nick uh, pizzolato and and him got into creative differences and so he was let go and he was going to originally direct the first three episodes but he was only able to direct i think the first one and then one other one that's unfortunate oh i see yeah pizzolato seems like a sorry it's a great it's a great choice for a it is, director yeah, for yeah. that show. Totally. Yeah. Those, the tone of Blue Ruin and Green Room uh, is feels right on on the money. Yeah. For do you think so that director's whoever, gonna have another color movie? Blue Ruin, Green Room. He, well, his new film is coming on Netflix. I think next month. What's it called? Red and something. It's something Wolf. I forget the name of it now. Great Wolf. Um, White Wolf. No, no. Oh, I don't think there's a color in it. I don't think. Oh, yeah. actually, I. But I it, it it stars uh, the guy from. It stars the guy with, uh, in um, in another great TV show, Westworld. Um, hmm. uh, uh, one of the main characters, Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Goldblum. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I don't know. Excuse me. Um. Yeah, but that movie looks pretty good too. Cool, dude. All this right. guy. Oh wait. Yeah, the guy who did Blue Ruin. Did, Oprah's Masterclass. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's, That's interesting, weird, man. That's interesting. As a interesting. camera department. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, also, hold, just hold to the dark is the name. Oh, hold it dark. Dark. So dark, I mean, kind of along the lines, I guess. Um, There is a picture of a wolf. Yeah. Nice. So just to kind of wrap it up real quick, uh, Nick Pizzolatto is also, he wrote a movie called Galveston, directed by Melanie Laurent, who did, who was the blonde chick in Inglorious Bastards. So Hmm. that's an interesting little combo there. Byron introduced us to that one. So check out the trailer for Galveston. That stars Elle Fanning. Too, and Ben so Foster. A, and ben, ben Foster's Foster. always good. That's a very, very interesting yeah. combo. Um, I wasn't super sold on the trailer, but it's a trailer, so yeah, to be fair. yeah. I thought the trailer had some 
weird garage bandy music not garage band like the strokes but like garage band like the apple yeah it, i think the music I mean? really they, they needed they, better they could have picked a better song yeah. really stocky yeah yeah it, it did i think that's what kind of really threw me off with that yeah. one the second half yeah. is like ugh. for sure yeah all right uh we're already way over not way over but over what i wanted to be at um, for this so this has been a fun little test episode I think we'll continue on with it um, I liked having the variety yeah yeah new, new shit to talk about you could probably just cut out all the Harmony Karen stuff I think that'd be fine probably yeah <laughs> you'd be thrilled about that I'll just cut out every sequence where you're talking and, and yeah <laughs> so you guys it's like you guys are listening and talking to <laughs> it's like that Garfield have you ever seen what is it Garfield without Garfield or whatever it's called yeah oh, yeah no. It's, it's a great sight. It's great. They take yeah. Garfield out of everything, and it makes turns John into this weird, depressed, oh, sad person. Oh, like he talks. Yeah, he talks to himself. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird. It's very it's, weird. It's amazing. It's it's very very I'm different. Have to check than that Garfield. out. Um, yeah. Super cool. So anyway, uh, go ahead and follow us on Letterboxd at Jacob Foltz, Byron Gouet, G O U E T T E, and High Appearing Creator for me. Uh, next week, check out the main episode where we cover rock thrillers. That's what it is. <laughs> um, with bad timing and basic instinct. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Goodbye.